Today's Mesilai Sharim was generously dedicated Le'ilui Nishmat Avraham ben Mazal and Moshe ben Luna. I remember Rab Moshe ben Luna, that's Rabbi Kesus, a very, 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 very special person, an amazing person. That's the yard side is tomorrow, Be'ezat Hashem. I remember I spent the last Purim of his life, I was with him. Very, very big person. A big tzaddik in our community. Okay, let us begin. So before we go further in the Mesilai Sharim, I want to just say one point that I saw yesterday. I was learning the Haggadah Shal Pesach called Etz Hayim. Etz Hayim. That's from Rab Chaim Minitz. The Mashkiach in Staten Island Yeshiva. So they put out a Haggadah from him, I believe last year or the year before that. And I was learning the Haggadah and he said something which clicked in my head. A daher. An unbelievable daher. It means obviously I'm not going through the Haggadah Shal Pesach right now. But a point that he said that I think is very fundamental and it's connected to what we've been speaking about in the last couple of Adans. So I want to mention that before we go further. Okay? So the point's like this, but I'll give you a little background to the point. Okay? We know that one of the most fundamental mitzvot that we have is the positive commandment for a person who's a man, a boy, when he's eight days old, we give him a brit milah. And if, unfortunately, a person didn't get the bris milah when he was a baby, his whole life is mechuyiv to get the bris milah. Okay? It's one of the mitzvot aseh, which is very hamur. And it's very fundamental. So I want to talk about the mitzvah of bris milah for a second. Just to go a little background. The mitzvah of bris milah is not only a one-time thing. That when the baby is eight days old, <clears throat> we go and we make the bris milah and we cut off the orla. It's not a one-time thing. The bris milah represents the battle of Kedusha that a person has his entire life. It says something very fundamental about the person. When it's hatam bibsaro ot berit kodesh, it says something about you. It talks to you about your entire life. Your entire life is that your physical being and your materialistic being is a keli for Kedusha. And there's a big battle that your whole life you have to battle this battle between the tendencies of your body to use the body for its own personal pleasures or to use the body as a caliph for Avodah Hashem is a lifelong battle. Now it's not only in the area of relationships, arayot, that we get married to one wife and we build a bayit ne'eman with this woman, that is Kedusha. HaMekadesh Amo Yisrael al Bekidushin. Okay, we've been... Baruch Hashem having a lot of Kedushans in this yeshiva. Tonight another one. My dear friend, 
Maharon Lanyado. Who learned in the Seshiva, he's getting married tonight. So again, we're going to be making the blessing. Hamekadesh Amo Yisrael al Yedehupa Bekidushin. Right, Ezra? Yes. So Kedushin, getting married to one wife for the purpose of building a home, the pur- purpose of bringing children into this world and raising them according to the Torah and the mitzvot, that's of course Kedusha, 100%. But the Kedusha represents all aspects of our lives. And where Kedusha is the most apparent and the most manifestation of Kedusha comes out in the most mundane parts of our lives. When a person eats, he can eat like a baltaiva. Or he can eat for a higher purpose, that's Kedusha. When a person goes to work, he can go to work and drown in Chemdas Hamomin, in the desire for money, and for the desire of acquiring as much materialistic things as possible. Or, how you doing David? Or, he can go to business in order to make money for a higher purpose. And to use that, that matziv. Business is a matziv. You know what a matziv is? Business is like a circumstance where you could either drown in chemdas hamhamen, or you could show that you work be'emunah. And you could be a person who knows how to be kove'aitim la Torah. And you could say, adkan, up until here, we stop. Right? There's so much avoidus Hashem. And so much Kiddush Hashem that comes from Masa Umata So every aspect of our mundane life is really a Hechetimsa. It's a Mahalach, it's a way of bringing out Kiddusha and Kiddush Hashem. So when this little baby boy gets his bris meal at eight days old, we are telling him that now begins the life of elevated, higher purpose life and every single aspect of your life from eating to working to marriage, every aspect of your life is for a higher purpose. That's brismila. Okay? Got that clear? Now, what about women? They don't have a brismila. But the Gemara says, Noshim... Keman dimmehalian dami. Women are as if they have bris milah. Why do you have to say it's as if? It's not shayach, it's not shayach. We have to make as if, right? The Torah says that women also have a battle for Kedusha, just like we do. The only nafkamina is that the way the woman does the battle of Kedusha is by partnering with her husband. So she is part of his battle. That means his bris meal is going on her too. You understand? Because for him to be kadosh in the areas of, let's say, arayot, is with her assistance. And for him to run a household for a higher purpose is with her assistance. Right? Everything is with her assistance. That means they do together. It's a partnership. So since it's a partnership, 
she also doesn't need her own Brit Milah. His Brit Milah goes on her. It's Kemande Mahal Yondomi. And together, they lead this life, this elevated life of, of Kedusha, that's a joint effort between husband and wife. Okay, that's clear? Clear? That's Prismila. And that's what Jewish people are all about. But here's the Daher. This is a deep Daher. Uh, and it's very, very much connected to what we were learning. So I want you to get it good because it's oimik. I never thought about it in these terms. But when I was reading the Reb Chaim Sefer, it opened my eyes to think in such a term. Okay? You ready, David? Perfect day to come to Masil Sashar. Now, <clears throat> the Brit Milah is also referred to as a ot, as a sign, as a covenant, a bris. A bris is a covenant between two sides. Okay? Which means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is becoming attached to us and we are becoming attached to him through this bris milah. Okay? That means that bris milah is not only representing avoidah of Kedusha, like the Ramban says, that we make the bris, the ois, where we make it, b'mokor, the place that's taiva, v'rav ha Makamachet means we take the most uh, materialistic and earthly pleasure that it makes Baholo by people on Taiva and and we say Ad Khan. Over here we we don't do that. We make a bris over here that this is only for the building of Kalal Yisrael. That's why you have it. It's to build Kalal Yisrael. It's to make Shalom Bayis. It's to make Achtus. It's for holy purposes, right? So we pick the place, but obviously represents all battles of Taiva and Kedusha, right? But it's also a ois, it's also a bris. It's also a covenant. It shows that Hashem is attached to us because through the bris mila, we have access to Kedusha. Through the bris mila, Rabbi Kivagin says that a child can only understand Torah, truly understand Torah, truly comprehend Torah, that it could go into his inner essence and being and make changes by the person only through the brismila. Without the brismila, you're not a keli for Kedusha. The only way to have hashlata shekhinah is through the brismila. The only way to access the spiritual part of yourself and your neshama is only through the brismila. So it's the it's a deep, deep attachment between Hashem and the human being. Otherwise, you're just flesh and bones like everybody else. Then you're just like another animal. Another animal that's very sophisticated and very intelligent. But you're an animal. What makes you an Adam? What makes you an Adam is that you have Tzalem Elohim in you. You have a different Surah. If the Elm doesn't mind. Okay, a little Amkis. The Amkis is like this. The Tzura is what defines who you are. Okay? That means what makes you a different Sug. You know what a Sug is? I have to teach you basics here. Okay? One more time here. There's something called a Sug is a, is a group. Let's say animals is a Sug, right? 
the different animals are minim. They're different minim. They're different types. But they're under the same category. They're subcategories of the main category, right? So the sug is balchai. And the min is a giraffe, uh, whatever, right? Those are minim. You could subdivide these categories more. You could have reptiles, you could have different, right? You make sugim and minim. Sugim and minim. That's how we classify things in this world, correct? So a odom is not another min balchai. He's a sug bifnayatsmoy. He's a different class of his own. He's a different mahus, okay? And then you have a sug on top of that called a Jew. A Jew is not a odom. In the Sug Adam, and he just happens to be another religion. He's a different entity entirely. He's an entirely different entity. So what's Kiveya? What Sug you're in? You have to have a different Surah. Tamevin Mazet Surah. Surah means like this. If let's say, for example, you have uh, wood, right? That's material. Correct? What defines this material to be a table? That's the Surah. The fact that the purpose, the way it was designed and carved out and built in a certain way, that gives it its function. Its function gives it its identity and that's what makes it totally different. Got it? So the tsura or odom, what makes a ben odom different than a behemoth? The tsura the odom is that he has seichel. Right? Behemoth doesn't have seichel. Odom has seichel. But still the Gemara says that a human being Compared to a Jew is more similar to an animal than to a Ben Adam. Atem Kiruyam Adam. Because since his physical, materialistic tendencies dominate above his intellect in general. And it, it forces his intellect to serve his taivas. So in that respect, his tzurah, his tzurah is more of a tzurah of a behemoth. Because what's the tzura of a behemoth? What defines the essence of a behemoth? His impulses and instincts. So if you have a human being that his tithes control him and his mind is only working in a sophisticated way how to bring tithe to him, then his tzura is more of a tzura of a behemoth than it is of an odom, right? A Jewish person. Being that he has a tzelmelekim, he has a neshama. So what's the tzura of a Jew? Not his intellect. His neshama. His neshama is his tzura. His neshama defines his life. He has divinity. He acts in a way of divinity, right? So a Jewish person who has the tzura of a tzelmelekim, he's the real Adam. Because a real Adam uses his materialistic body as what? As a tool to bring out the Ratzon Hashem and the Kiddush Hashem, right? So he's a different surah. That's why he's a different sug person. So in a certain way, that's also great, great love that Hashem showered upon you. Because why? He put himself into you and created the tzura sa'odom to be more daimah to the shechina than to an animal. That's our beauty. That's our unbelievable ois, bris. When you have a covenant with Hashem, means you have Hashem gives you a piece of Himself, 
and you give a piece of yourself, and that's how we become infused together. Okay? But this is all still Hagdama to what I saw, what I heard in, in this Haggad Eitzachayim. Because we find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made signs, ois and brises between us and Him, which was more in a general way. Klal Yisrael in general. The Klal. The Klal in general, we have a connection with Hashem. Shabbos is a ois. Tefillin is a ois. Right? We have covenants and brises. Many times the Jewish people curse bris, like Habal Satayra, right? But here is the deep point. The bris milah is the personal bris that you have with Hashem. Not the general bris. There's a general bris, being a Jew, is a general bris. The personal bris is that you and me, listen to the Amkis Rabbi say, Hashem says, you, Yaakov Arari, and me Hashem, we have our own bris going on here. David and Hashem, you have your own bris going on between you and Hashem. You have a general bris too. You're Jewish. But you also have a personal bris. We have a personal connection to each other. What's your personal connection to me? Is your personal battle for Kedusha is what makes you special to me. Got that? That means where is the most personal, personal place? Shaykh? A person has a bris milah. That means that's his battle, personal battle of Kedusha. His struggles. His nisyayness. And it doesn't just mean him. It means him and his wife. Together, they have a battle of Kedusha. So when a husband and wife gets married, they have to get married for the right reason. Everybody, want you listening, uh, Eliyahu? Listen good. Shmatov. Don't worry, I won't say your last name on the tape. Okay? Shmatov, tov, tov. We're not getting married because it's Kishmak. It happens to be Kishmak too. We're not getting married for all the personal gains over there. Follow? You're getting married because your avoider of Kedusha, together with your wife, is the most important thing to Hashem. Now you should build a bayit ne'eman bi'israel l'shem ul'teferet. That is your place where Kedusha manifests itself in your life. But that's personal. Because my battle doesn't look like your battle. My home has its flavor, and your home has its flavor. Every home has its own flavor. Because that's personal. So now we're seeing a very deep point, which we've been talking about all along, but now we brought it out a little bit deeper. We were saying that we said yesterday, from the Nesivas, that every person is considered a star. He's his own name, his own tafkid, and he has to shine in his own life. Everybody's important. You have to mechabit people. You have to mechabit tzalim alaykim. You have to realize a human being is not just a human being. He's not just another behem of haif. A human being is a tzalim alaykim means he has a specific tafkid. 
But now we're seeing it even deeper. This was Chosam Be'oyz Briskoidish. It was implanted, it was imprinted on your personal reality. That your personal reality is so choshev that you have your own covenant with Hashem. A proteistic covenant. You hear this? It's a deep zach. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you into this world, He says, I want to make a partnership with you. With you. Yeah? With you specifically, Ani Rotzeliot Shutaf Itcha. It's a deep thing. Because every time we allow the Taiva to take us over, and we allow the eyes to drag us away, you are breaking the covenant with Hashem. That's a big thing. You understand? Just like a man understands that when he took a uh, Kedushin with his wife, he understands that if he's not faithful to his wife, it is a very bad thing. It's a low thing. It's a disgusting thing. It's, 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 it's not human. Why, why you do that to a person that you took a covenant with them? You said that you're going to get married to each other, you're going to be for each other and no one else. Every person feels that that's his basic duty in a marriage. And if Khalil of a person is nichshol, it is a big place of guilt and shame and pain, right? But realize that nothing to do with marriage, this is the place where you have chosam bois bris kodesh with Hashem. Your personal battle for Kedusha. So when a person deviates his attention from his personal battle of Kedusha and his connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's breaking that covenant. That's why it's such a strict thing. It says in Shulchan Aruch that from the Averis HaChamuris is if a person is poigim in his bris. Right? There's a lot of Averis. Why is this one such a big Aver? Why is it Chomo Chamuris? Because you're hitting... The fundamental purpose of your life. The fundamental purpose of your life, why you came into this planet, is you took a responsibility. Not only you took a responsibility, the Gemara says you took an oath. Before you leave this, the Shamaim and you come to this world, you took an oath. You made a shvua. You made a shvua and Hashem says, listen, I'm taking you. Then Hashem is well aware of this before it comes to this world. I'm taking you. I'm putting you in a body, I'm putting you in a physical world, and you have a job to do. But it's not only a job, it's also a Hashem says, I trust you. I wanna, I'm, I'm putting my name in you. And I want you to, to, to do this battle of Kedusha. So when a person uh, doesn't do the battle of Kedusha, and he's failing in the battle, it doesn't mean they're gonna be perfect every time, but, it means you're going to be working on it with real strategies. You understand? We live in a world that's so tummy, it's not shaykh and mitzis. The world of Arayas is like, forget about it, right? With all the technology and everything together, the young man who comes into this world, boy, does he face something very, very, very difficult. It doesn't mean that you're never going to get hit with a bullet in this battle. Doesn't mean you're never gonna get wounded in this battle. But, you can never forget that you are in battle. 
and Hashem put you as a soldier in that battle, and He's depending on you to win it. So you need to have real strategies. And then, little by little, <clears throat> to overcome those challenges and to build a home that is purely kadosh, which takes a lot of self-sacrifice and work. But that's the purpose. So that's the idea that I wanted to develop today. I wanted to go further, but we're going to have to push off going further till tomorrow. Okay, we'll stop here for today. <laughs>